What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk. <laughs> this is Jamie Arrington. Um, we're about to get into the episode. Had a little bit of a technical difficulty. I'm not sure exactly what happened. So if the audio sounds a little distorted, we didn't have any intro music. Not sure what happened, but we still got a pretty good episode. It kind of cut out in the middle, but picked back up. And be sure you stay tuned. At the end of the show, we're going to have some of the sounds from the Hattiesburg Regional this past weekend. Stick around at the end of the episode for that. Here we go with this week's To The Top Talk. Welcome to To The Top Talk. Something's a little off here, but we're going to keep the party going. I am your host, Jamie Arrington, broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios here in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. In the studio with me, as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. What's going on, man? And to the top, feeling feeling much better today than I was yesterday. If this is your first time listening to this show, we're here to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there in the mainstream sports media to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. What a week it has been. Highs and lows and highs again. I'm just not, I'm still trying to wake up from Tuesday morning. What about you? Yeah, that was a, uh, you know, well, I mean, heck, the whole weekend, really, the whole weekend was, was, um, was just kind of a, <laughs> well, thinking back to, to our first game, how long ago does it seem like that was? You know? Just, yeah. Just with, with the, uh, just all, all the suspense leading up to it and, and, and then, for me, like, you know, seeing Mississippi State lose that first game. And then, of course, we went undefeated all the way to the end. We had to sit through one complete day of no baseball. Um, and, uh, you know, just I think I'm finally just exhaling a little bit. Um, I'm really thinking about not only this past weekend, which I know we're going to get into a bunch of that, but just kind of the entire season. And now that it's kind of sunk in that it's over, I can't believe we're not going anywhere to play this weekend, but we're not. And, um, and just, I, I'm just, I'm just trying to been, you know, just, just, just to reflect on just all the positive that's happened this, this, this whole season. And, and, um, and it makes me feel a lot better. Well, you think about 50 wins, man, that's something that's, you know, never happened before. So mm-hmm. it definitely is a, definitely is a big deal what the team was able to do this year. It's, it is disappointing the way that it ended, especially, um, given how it actually ended, you know, I think the three errors pretty much cost us in that last game. But you, you certainly have to be proud of, of what they accomplished and what they were able to do this season. Going into this season, we really weren't sure what to expect. And if you would have to- told me before the season started that we were going to be hosting a regional, I certainly would have taken it. You know what's weird? I was also thinking about this. Um, at the very beginning of the year doing the show, I think you asked me you know, what, like what I thought about the, about the upcoming season. And, and – one of the main spots that I that I was wondering about was first base. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, losing losing Timmy Lynch, um, and I think we did okay there. <laughs> I think we did. Uh, I think uh, we Bordeaux, did just yeah, fine. Yeah, leading the nation in hits and just you know. And while we're on Bordeaux, let's go ahead and talk about him for a second. I mean, this guy, man, started from day one, and um, I know we, I I talked about it a couple weeks ago. He's like our own personal Derek Jeter, and and, and it's so kind of sad to see him go now. But uh, all the accomplishments that this guy's had, and how he's just how he just started, just came in and started and owned it, um, just right from the get go. And and I just can't say enough about that guy. Um, wish him all the luck in the world. I, I sure hope he gets picked up by somebody, and he's right alongside Dozier here in a couple of years. You would think that he's going to end up. I mean, you would think that he's going to end up somewhere. And you know. Hopefully we don't have too many Golden Eagles drafted, unless they're seniors. But, you know, uh, there's some guys that could be in the mix and going other places. Before we get to all that, though, man, I got to say, first off, I know we had the rain delay Saturday, all day Saturday. Uh, surprisingly, it kind of uh, cleared up for Saturday night right? <laughs> and didn't get a game in. Oh, of course. But uh, I went to the uh, Best of the Pine Belt Awards, had a blast at that. Always good to see everybody, a lot of people around town, a lot of a lot of Golden Eagle greats. I saw Seymour. And of course, I gave him the token line that I always give Seymour whenever I see him that the, the Seymour from 2000 was better. <laughs> and Seymour never really knows how to deal with that. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious. I, I mean, it's never going to get old. I'm going to be 60 years old out there yelling at kids. But um, I had a great time, Best of the Pine Battle Awards. I actually, 
I was up for best mover and shaker in town, which is an award they used to give at Ropers. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what it's. Um, I was up for that, and Toby Barker beat me out. So for the first time in my life, I know what it's like to feel like Sean O'Hara. <laughs> to- Sean O'Hara. Toby would. Toby would have a big week. O'Hara. I mean, talking about Toby Barker and Sean O'Hara. Yesterday was the mayoral election in Hattiesburg. We don't talk too much politics on here, but uh, Toby was a guest on the show. Every mayoral candidate that has been onto the top talk has won. That's that's karma. You, karma. It's good luck. But O'Hara got forty four votes yesterday. I saw Brian Hicks tweeted out something about Sean O'Hara saying, uh, 14 years consecutive loser." <laughs> hey. uh, like hashtag perfect record. Perfect record. He's persistent. <laughs> so that's right. We have a new mayor in the city of Hattiesburg. After what sixteen years, Toby Barker, Southern Miss alum, uh, got five thousand six hundred eighty one votes compared to Johnny Dupree's. 3,797, and Sean O'Hara's 44. So, Toby Barker, a young guy, already has a world of experience in politics. He's a guy that really speaks to to everybody and really has interest in everybody doing better and the city doing better. Go back to the archives on To The Top Talk. If you go to um, jamiearrington.net slash To The Top Talk, I've got all the archives, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Find that Toby Barker episode if if you haven't caught it yet. Go back and check out what he had to say because I think he has some, I think he has some big plans for the city, and I think he's he's going to do some amazing things here. Yeah, and as far as the, as the show is concerned, I mean Toby, you know, he's been on the show. You see Toby at all these things. I see Toby at football games. I see Toby tailgating. I see Toby in the roost. Um, I see him shaking hands everywhere that you can. I see him at live at five. Toby's all around. Toby's Toby Toby got my vote. Um, obviously, got most people's votes. Nothing against anybody else that ran, um, but. You know, this city, this city, you know, kind of needed a breath of fresh air. And as far as Southern Miss goes, uh, you know, hopefully he can help out um, specifically with with the Reed Green. Yeah, no situation. Kidding. No <laughs> but, kidding. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad he I'm glad he won for sure. Also in Southern Miss news this week, former Southern Miss track star and Olympic gold, silver, and bronze medalist Tori Bowie set a new world record. In the 1500 meters at Adidas's event, Adidas Boost in Boston this past weekend, uh, knocking that out in 16.3, which is pretty amazing. Wow, 16.350. Yeah, Goodness gracious. You know what? She's a mover and a shaker. She is definitely a mover. If somebody doesn't nominate Tori Bowie for a mover and a shaker next year, and getting back to that, mover and a shaker, you and Toby Barker. I've known you for quite a while, and I've known Toby for a little while. Neither one I've ever seen move or shake. So Neither one has moved or shake, man. That, uh, but my Roper's days have, have long gone. That category gone. needs needs a new title. It needs a, a John John Neal. Have you ever seen him in there? You ever seen John Neal moving and shaking? No, I've seen him shaking. I mean, he's <laughs> after some time at his establishment, not necessarily moving. <laughs> well, before we talk about the weekend, we we did a segment last week called Fun Facts, and if you missed it, go back to the archives and check it out. Fun facts last week was about Judy McLeod, the, con- the commissioner of Conference USA. This week, we got another fun facts. If you had to pick anybody from the weekend that was more deserving of a fun fact segment, Jason, who would that be? I'm going with uh, one of the guys in blue on the field, maybe the first base umpire. I don't know. First do base umpire Michael Banks. He called the He called several games over the weekend. Uh, he's most notorious for his umpiring skills in Game 7, uh, Southern Miss versus Mississippi State the other night. Had just made some ridiculous calls both ways, to be completely honest. But one that sealed the deal on the game, uh, he called out Daniel Keating. Keating had his foot on first base. The ball is still in the air. Keating catches it. He calls him out. Barry comes out. He ejects Barry mm-hmm. for two games. He he is the one who chest bumped Barry. If you go back and watch the footage, he initiated the contact. Then he threw it threw him out. And the still shot that they had of him looking over his shoulder. Yeah, he was uh you know th- 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 that wasn't the look of hey I'm about to go and argue with this guy. That was a look of fear. And I can't say that I blame him with you know Big Scott Barry running at me, especially in that situation. But you know 
And I'm not I'm not saying he gave the game away because three errors gave the game away, but he certainly didn't help the end result at all. And he could it could have is just as easily gone the other way because he botched a, a call when uh, was it Rooker was running to second. Mm-hmm. So there, you know that call. Well, was, was that the was that the player that uh, I thought it was maybe Mangum? Are you talking about when he tagged up and went? Yeah, to yeah, yeah. I thought it was Rooker. Yeah, horrible call. Yeah, <laughs> I mean just just yeah just a. Just a I don't know, like, like a, you want to say a rookie mistake, but almost somebody that's never watched a baseball mistake. Like, didn't realize that that was possible. Yeah. And, and then to play at first, oh my goodness. The best thing, I mean, like, best case scenario, it was a tie, which it wasn't a tie. But right. Absolutely, you know, worst case, however you want to look at it. And, he, you know, yeah, absolutely blew it. And uh, <laughs> these fun facts are going to be interesting. Let's get into it. Let's get into the fun facts. So, fun facts this week. First base umpire, Michael Banks. Michael Banks prefers Pepsi over Coke. Yeah. As only he could. Michael Banks puts ketchup on his hot dog. He seems like that kind of person. Michael Banks likes to take up two parking spaces when he parks. Yeah, like one of those guys like Diagonal. Like yeah. Like Diagonal guy. Like, yeah, he like, probably like, drives like a Corvette truck. Guy. Yeah. He, he's acting like Corvette guy, but trick, trick like, drive, by drives the uh, truck with maybe like the truck nuts on the back. I don't know. Probably. <laughs> Only uses the left lane on major highways. He seems like a type of guy that would just go slow in the fast lane lane just for spite. He, uh, Michael Banks thinks the Rowan ballot box shows up on time. (laughs) Which never happens. I think last night it showed up like two hours and 52 minutes for to set a record. It's the closest one to City Hall, and it takes two, what, two and a half hours to get there? Yeah, on 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 a good election night. On a good election night. Michael Banks, he was the kid in the neighborhood who took his ball and went home. No, he was the kid who in the neighborhood who, who took other kids' balls and went oh. home. Oh, he was that. He was that guy. He, he was that guy. He was that guy. He was like uh, Buddha from. Uh, that's a whole other story. <laughs> when other umps blow a call, they call it a Michael Banks. They call it a Michael Banks. I might call it a Michael Banks. I might when I mess up on here when I have a flub. It's going to be a Michael, a Michael Banks, Banks from now on. Michael Banks thinks Katrina hit New Orleans. Michael Banks thinks OJ didn't do it. Michael Banks thinks Ellis Johnson got a raw deal. <laughs> Michael Banks isn't a basketball referee because he can't blow a whistle. Oh, he can blow a call, just not a whistle. <laughs> Michael Banks thinks Steve Bartman should have been credited with an out. Oh. oh. Michael Banks. We still got some time in this extended segment. I don't know what happened here. I might have pulled a Michael Banks and set something up wrong. But anyways, let's talk baseball. Let's talk the Hattiesburg Regional. Southern Miss hosting a regional in Hattiesburg for the first time in two since since 2003. Game one out there on Friday. I mean, let me say something, too. It was a packed house for every game, and the gold was in full force. That gold was out every game. There was gold in the games we weren't even playing in. So the Southern Miss fans really showed out this weekend, really came out, and, and made the weekend worthwhile. All right, so game one, Southern Miss is taking on University of Illinois, Chicago. Golden Eagles couldn't capitalize after loading the bases in the first inning and found themselves down 6-1 to one in the top of the fifth after a Rob Calabrese grand slam. In the bottom of the fifth, and in the sixth, Southern Miss bounced back with seven runs, which ended up being enough to get the win. Hayden Roberts gets the win after replacing Kurt McCarty, who Kurt, he just didn't have his best stuff on Friday. Didn't have his best stuff. He still was game. Roberts came in, made one of the best plays of the day after fielding a bunt and flipping it from his glove to catcher Cole Donaldson to tag out the UIC runner at home. Nick Sandlin also gets the save, closing out the final two innings, giving up no runs, one walk, and two strikeouts. Matthew Gidry, he was clutch, man. Leads the way for the bats after coming on as a pinch hitter with two hits. One of those was a two-run triple in the fifth, three RBIs, and one run. So the Golden Eagles, man, they they sneak out by the by the skin of their teeth against a very, very game UIC team from Illinois, Chicago. Yeah, kind of exactly what we didn't do in that last game. <clears throat> but getting back to, to the you, – you're talking about, you know, Kurt didn't have his, his – Kurt didn't have his, his best stuff. I don't know. He just couldn't get the guy to call a strike. Well, yeah, that's true, too. Was that's that Michael true. Banks? That was not Michael Banks. That was oh. uh, Sadowski. Okay. Oh, it was horrible. It was, I mean, that, that, I don't know if his eyes were dilating along with the strike zone or what, but it was just and, like. And, and, and again, not biased one way or another. Like, um, the lefty that threw for UIC was in the same boat. He, um, 
He was throwing balls right down the, you know, and we're sitting in the roost. Okay, look, we're sitting in the roost, and if, if any of the listeners out there have never been to the roost, it's a pretty good ways away from home plate. Um, so, no, I can't exactly see if the ball caught the corner, but I can see if the catcher moves his mitt ever. Exactly. If he reaches in, if he reaches out, you know, and and he never did, um, over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So, um, as far as Kirk having a bad game, um, maybe he had some jitters, maybe, uh, maybe he could have thrown the ball a little bit better, but, um, I'm surprised that, that UIC ever swung the bat. <laughs> With how small the uh, the strike zone was. Oh, absolutely. And their pitcher, Dreha, uh, was it? What was this? Um, I can't remember. I should have. Made it seems up. like it was seven months ago. It does seem like it was seven months ago. I've just, I've just gone th- through the emotional roller coaster here of just ups and downs, and that's what Sutter Miss does to you. Any young listeners out there, you know, this is what you're in store for. If you if you ever if you care about it as much as I do, I have really like two true passions in my life. One's my family, and number two, Sutter Miss, and that's just how it goes. That's it's always going to be. Um, Dahlberg. Dahlberg's his name. Dahlberg. It's a good name. Oh, he was great, man. He was... Great dog's name. Great dog's name. He was... Uh, I mean, that team was no joke, especially for a four seed. I mean, they... How tough was this whole regional? This regional was in, ridiculously tough. I mean, South Alabama is a, a three seed with a 30 RPI. Yeah. That's, that's just crazy. That's the crazy thing is that you had... State had an RPI of 28. South Alabama has an RPI of 30, both in this regional. Yeah. And then you factor in the, the super uh, the super regional bracket. You know, there was a time this weekend our RPI was eight and LSU's was five. So you could have had the number five RPI team taking on the number eight had we had won. Right. You know, so that's just insane in itself. There's no reason that it should have played out like that. But, you know, that's, that's the well, I think when it finally came down to it, uh, there were so many Southern Miss fans that just couldn't believe we even got the regional. I, yeah. I know I was saying it for the, for the last at least two weeks of the year. Like, no, this is it's not a question anymore. Don't read these articles that say there's a question. We got the regional. Doesn't matter what we do in the tournament. If we want that national seed, we might want to win it. But you know, and hey, how that Stanford thing turn out? Wait, yeah, bounced, bounced. You know, and and they benefited from not playing a conference tournament, which just boggles my mind. How you know? I, I wonder why we even participated in it. Imagine how much more rest we would have had if we just said, you know what, nah. I mean, assuming that we already had the regional, we were right. already hosting. We are. We knew we were in a regional. We were. I was sure. At least everybody was ninety percent sure we were going to host. So the only thing that we could have done was get the national seed. We took it all the way to the to the was it the bottom of the ninth when Rice hit that ball? Right. So it if was. something would have happened yep. in, in the next, in, in, like within that last five minutes, that would have warranted a national seed. Right. So you're saying if Stanford would have played in their tournament and gone one two barbecue, it wouldn't have mattered. I just I don't I don't know I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how that all works. But I, I I you know I think Southern Miss got screwed again. But as it turns out, you know, hey, we uh we got the host. We um I don't know how we didn't set our attendance records. At some point this year, you and I are going to go out to the Pete. <laughs> I'm going to walk every single one of the seats that has a number. I'm going to. You know, go to every single roof spot and say, that's 10 people, 10 people, 10 people, 10 people, all the way around. I'm going to just overestimate who can possibly fit in that little concrete terrace down there. And come up with a number. Because 42 is nowhere near close to what was there. 42, 45, the numbers kept coming in, right? 4,200, 4,500. And I also don't believe the 6,600. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe um, that at not, all. I mean, not not when this year when we played Ole Miss and we got I think there was fifty two hundred at that game, fifty two, fifty three, and it was packed, but it wasn't any more packed than it was. And then there wasn't a thousand more people there. If anything, it was comparable. So I, I I don't know which number is right. I, I don't know. But I need somebody to tell me. I need some. I want the truth. You know, it. You know, at the end of the day, though, it really doesn't even matter. I mean, our team played well enough to host. Even at our stadium's smallest listed capacity, which is like 3,900, it's still bigger than the majority of the field. You yeah. know, it's still it's one of those things like we we have a, I mean, regardless of the t- other teams in the region who have very, very large, the three of the top, I guess the four top stadiums in the country are all within a three state, straight state radius of us Arkansas, Louisiana, and Mississippi. So, you know, it's just something that uh, the, the Power Five Yahoos get their jollies on, really. You know, I, I we have top top twenty in attendance every year. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know how they divvied up the tickets. I don't know what the ticketed capacity was. 
I don't know if we'll ever know that, but um, why is this such a secret? Why can't we just is it isn't who's running this joint? Is this the election crew? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, but I'm glad I'm glad that I'm glad they cut it off when they did. I'm glad it was all Southern Miss fans, you know, running this. It's our it's our house, our rules. Everybody gets 200 tickets. That's the way it goes. Welcome to our house. Welcome to our house. All right, so game two shapes up. So game game uh, game two uh, later that night. Number three seed South Alabama defeats Mississippi State six to three. Then on Saturday, all the games were rained out, so they moved them to Sunday. Game three took place first thing in the morning. Mississippi State sneaks by UIC five to four. Now that was a game that that I think Mississippi I think UIC had a couple runners on the bases there at the end and just could not uh, get them across the plate. Well, this was pointed out to me by my good friend John Carter Sanner. So I got to give him credit. They lost that game with the bases loaded. Okay, you know which other game they lost with the bases loaded? The one to us. Our game. These guys has a four seed. I mean, they're they're you know, I guess what three total runs away if you want to look at it that way from, from being two and zero at that point. Yeah. Um. So hats off to those guys, man. They could flat out play. I mean, they looked. I know they're in the regional and everybody's good, but they looked apart the and they came in there and they didn't back down from anybody and. You know, any any one of these four teams could have walked out of here with with the with the uh, regional. Absolutely, no doubt. So yeah, game uh game four took place, I guess forty five fifty five. I don't remember the math. Minutes after game three, Southern Miss defeating South Alabama eight to three. Home runs from Taylor Braley and Tracy Hadley in the fifth inning kind of cracked it open. In addition to driving on that home run on the scoreboard, Taylor Braley also got the win on the mound, giving up three runs on eight hits. With two walks and four strikeouts, Mason Irby, Taylor Braley, and Matt Warner all had two hits apiece. So Southern Miss, you know, I, I for the first time I guess since the Georgia Tech Regional back in two thousand nine, come out and and take the first two games of the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, and Taylor Braley doing what Taylor Braley does. He's okay. been doing it ever since. You know, I remember going to watch him pitch those two games in a championship game as a, as a senior at Oak Grove. We pitched two days apart through the complete game both times. Um, he's he, he just he just gets out there and plays, man. And and whenever you need somebody to step up, he's right there, just like a lot of the guys are. But he just he's he's um he just has ice in his veins and and he's got an absolute lightning bolt for a right arm. Um, Always seems to come through with a big hit. Taylor's the kind of guy that if you see, like, maybe, like, the pitcher makes just an incredible pitch. And somehow, Taylor, even off balance or whatever, just ends up, like, just getting a piece of it just to foul it off. You almost can feel that <laughs> the very next pitch is going out of here. Yeah. Like, even even the pitchers, like, I don't know what else I can do. That was the best thing I got right there. Right, um, and he con- he continues to step up, and that and that blood over into you know true freshman like Matt Walner picking up on some of that stuff, and um, yeah, Braley came out through a gym. How about Tracy ha- Tracy Hadley with the home run? I mean, he's not not necessarily known for being a power yeah. hitter, but he's had what, two big home runs the past week. Yeah, yeah, Hadley Hadley was a role player that accepted his role the entire year. Um, he was a starter his entire life until last year, right? Started at Pearl River after high school and was a superstar everywhere, everywhere he went. Um, you know, you had Rick Maddox on one week. I remember he's saying, like, you know, Tracy could start for a number of different – probably, I don't know, at least like eight or nine other teams in our league. Yeah. Um, and – but, you know, he's a guy that you never heard complain. You never heard anything. In fact, you know, you saw him smiling all the time. Yeah. Um, just really enjoying being part of the ball game and being part of the ball club. And that goes back to the coaching staff kind of, you know, just really put it in these guys' heads. This is Mike from Corner Market. I want to invite you to stop by one of our stores today. Whether you're looking for a fresh, locally grown produce or something great to throw on the grill, we've got it. And as all we've got great, friendly people there to help you. So come by and see us. Remember, we. So this is Jamie butting in in the post production. We had some kind of a glitch right here, lost uh, about two minutes of audio. And so we'll pick back up. I blame Michael Banks for all of this, the first base umpire. I think he is behind all of the shenanigans that are going on today. So we're going to cut back in right in the middle of uh, Jason talking. 
So you can fill in the blanks with what you think he was talking about. It was actually about the games on Monday. So here you go, right back with Jason, where he left off. After uh, after looking at pulling up the rule book, that if if state because I was under the impression that if state won won the game, well, too bad. We both got one loss. We're still the higher seed. Whatever, you know. Yeah, not the case. Uh, if it got to that game six, which is what that was, the, the rules change a little bit. Then it goes head to head to start off. Doesn't matter if you have a loss or not. In effect, benefiting Mississippi State because they lost a game to start off, which is just insane. But um, but those are the rules. So now all of a sudden, we're all kind of pressing out there. We're all saying, you know, saying, "Hey, man, we need to win this one. We don't even need to go to a game too." Which why would you throw McCarty for that one? But that's another story. Um, so yeah, not sure where I was going with that, but it, it was that's what everybody was thinking about forever and ever and ever and ever. We sat there six hours without a pitch being thrown. Yeah, um, cops finally, you know, the cops came out to the roost like several times, saying, "Hey, you got to, you know, you must seek cover." You're right. And so we we went under a tent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it was cool. Um, it, it, it was. It, I was glad I was there. I'm I'm glad that I was part of the fifty this year. Hey, this guy. Picked a heck of a year to to start with the season tickets. You sure did. You get a Brian Dozier <laughs> autograph ball out of it, and then yeah. you know 50. get to see this kind of get to see this kind of showing out of the team this this whole season. Fifty wins is is pretty amazing. So I guess I should have done it a while ago. Uh, maybe so. Maybe so. That's, that's my bad. So that game on Monday, uh, Southern Miss falls in game six, eight to one to Mississippi State. Game finally started at five forty five p.m., but the Golden Eagles just couldn't get anything going, scoring only one run. With six hits, it was just kind of a, after the the long day, after all the rain delays, it was just kind of a miserable game to sit through. Mm-hmm. I agree, one thousand percent. It was miserable, um, and state came out, and you know I have to give a little bit of credit to Mississippi State because they came out and just played like their hair was on fire. They did, and and they had to. Um, I almost think, I know we were talking about this in the break, but um, as crazy as it sounds, I mean, what do you think? What if USM was in state spot and we got to come out and just say, hey, man, look, we got we got nothing to lose here. We got the bottom of our bullpen throwing. We're going to go out there and we're just going to steal every base we can and we're going to hustle and we're going to go crazy. We're going to swing as hard as we can. And if we lose, whatever, doesn't really matter. Man, we've, we've done it. We, we've, we've made it. And... um I almost think Southern Miss would have been in a better situation like that. It's it's, it's dumb to even think about. But on our side of it, I, I, I think we knew we were the better team. I think we knew we had more pitching. Um, I think we knew we were more rested. I think we knew we were playing at home, and we were right there at the finish line. And just all we had to do was get across the finish line. And um, and State was in the way, and they stayed in the way. And so did Banks. But, you know... <laughs> um, Heck, man, it just didn't work out. But this team just gave this it gave me, and I'm pretty sure everybody else, just so much excitement through the whole year. And I, I walked around just a little bit more proud every day that I, you know, got to walk around with my Sutter Miss shirt on. And uh, it was <laughs> such a just a, just a uh, just deflating last minute. But it was like we had like 50 good days and like four bad hours. Yeah. So I'll take that. Yeah, absolutely. So you turn around, game seven happens at 9.31 p.m. So you get out there, let's say you get out to the Pete at least an hour before first pitch, which is noon, and game seven doesn't start until 9.31. So game seven starts off, Southern Miss came out swinging, taking a 4-1 to lead in the first inning. First batter up, Dylan Bordeaux goes yard It was it, for Southern Miss in that game. It was, it, was, it was incredible. But three errors were the difference in this one. Of course, multiple botched calls by the umpires didn't help either. But Mississippi State comes on to, out on top in the end, eight to six. Uh, a very, very disappointing end of the season. But you know, at the same time, I, I see a lot of what fans say on the internet. I talk to them. You got to remember, these are eighteen to twenty-three year old kids, and unlike certain people who cheer for colleges they didn't go to, your self-esteem really shouldn't be tied into what happens in a college athletic game, mm-hmm. as much trash as other people like to talk. So, you know, this is baseball. It just fell flat. It's just one of those things. What If you're a coach, what are you supposed to do when somebody botches 
a a uh, a pot fly. Yeah, and and are you talking about are you talking about the Walner one? I'm talking about well, there were three of them. Yeah, well, in, in all of those guys are probably going to make a living playing baseball. Absolutely. You know, I don't know what happened. I don't know if they felt just bad, as tired as we did or something from sitting around for so long. I don't know if the moment got a little bit too big just right in that. I don't, you know, I'd, I'd hate to say it does, but heck, how many times did we score runs with two outs this year? How many times did we come from behind to lose? So to say, like, the moment got too big, it's kind of what it looked like, but it's hard for me to believe watching the other game, like another 60-plus games that we played. Um, I, I kind of felt like fatigue kind of set in. I mean, that, that was 10, 10 games in 13 days. We we played six games last weekend in the conference tournament, and then to turn around and, and, and start playing again, you know, having to play how many of those days? Two of those days we had two games in the same day twice. Mm-hmm. That's just a lot of baseball to have to, to go through. And, you know, you talk about states pitching. Our pitching, I mean – uh, Walker Powell, you know, you, we had guys go out early in the year and didn't have the necessary the pitching depth that we, we were supposed to have to start the season. So it seemed like the arms kind of got tired. Um, I just kind of gathered that they, they they didn't. I didn't really feel like the team ever quit. I felt like they were still they still thought they could win up until the final out. But you could kind of sense a little fatigue out there. And what do I, I mean? I can't speak for him. I wasn't out there on the field. I know I was tired. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but I, I, yeah, I only took eight beers <laughs> and after that first six hours, I didn't have any more beers. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? I got tired. Yeah. You got tired, man. Uh, but you know, tip your head, tip your hat to Mississippi state. They came out there, they wanted, they made the hits, they made the plays that, that needed to happen. And they had some guys just step up out of the, out of the, uh, I say out of the bullpen, but that starter for the game six, I mean, he hasn't really played like that all year and he just comes out and goes full game. And and giving up one run, you know, yes, everything you said is true. Um, and USM definitely didn't do enough to deserve to win, in my opinion. I don't think that state really did either. Yeah, I think that uh, you know, well, the ball and the ball uh, that fell in between Bordeaux, Gidry, and um, Irby, Irby. Ball was at a mile high. The only real, the only real thing you can give credit to State for is not loafing, being opportunistic, uh, and just and just and just running like you're supposed to. Yeah, uh, I can't give them credit. I mean, that's not a bullet down the line. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a footing issue for Irby. After you know all that range range right there to that right field corner anyway. Um, that's a long way for for Bordeaux to go. You know behind over his over his shoulder. That's a long way for Gidry to go. Um. So, yeah, I mean, you say the weather didn't really factor in because it really didn't rain a whole lot during the games, but um, well, you know, it was you, when, when all that kind of went down. I mean, it had rained really hard right there too. Yeah, it's it's and the game wasn't stopped at all. Yeah, it's not like uh, like like the rain got in his in his eyeballs as he was running for the ball. Yeah, but it was tough on the footing getting out there. Um, you had to be a little bit careful. You'll you'll slip before you take off. Um, but really, the weather—the big deal was just waiting for so long. Yeah, just sitting around. I think, the, I think the players came in the dugouts three separate times while we were out there. Every time we were like, "Here we go!" Then I saw one bolt of lightning. And that's an automatic forty-five. Right, right. <laughs> so then it was just over and over and over. But um, hey, while we're talking about that, can we give a shout out to the grounds crew? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. these guys. You know, <laughs> although one guy, <laughs> one guy just ate it. Uh, pretty yeah. good. Uh, you know, the, the wind got got a hold of the tarp a little bit, and down he went. Um, that was hilarious. Um, but yeah, the grounds crew—you can't say enough about those guys just coming out, and and that's not an easy thing to do. I know when I was when when I was out there, we we had to practice as players putting the tarp on and off, just because if it happened, we were supposed to do it. Right. Uh, and I guess that's how far the USM baseball has come. We also dressed across the street in Reed Green Coliseum. Right. Right. <laughs> So this uh this 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 team this program's come a long way and um, it was capped off by this year and and um I'm heck man I'm looking forward to next year already. You mentioned earlier how the you know we're we're not really losing a whole lot of players and we're not losing three people, two contributors, one starter. That yeah. is crazy. Well, you of could, course you, if if the major league draft just doesn't just annihilate us. 
you got uh, you know outside of the new in, uh, the the incoming players outside of the newbies, uh, you know Dylan Bordeaux, Tracy Hadley, Hunter Stevens, all all seniors, and then you've got uh, a couple of guys that are I say four guys that are you know, draft possibilities: Daniel Keating, Hayden Roberts, Kurt McCarty, and Trailer Taylor. Uh, Taylor Braley. I like Trailer Braley too. Trailer Braley, the Tater Baby. Tater Baby. A Tater Baby. Ba- a Tater Baby from Taylor Braley. <laughs> you get those guys, and and I don't know who's going to actually, you know, take the offer they get. I don't know who's actually going to sign, but let's just say McCarty and Braley come back. I mean, that's that's still a, a very very solid lineup. Um, you got some great newcomers coming in. Some of those newcomers could get drafted. You know. It's it's not a guarantee that we're going to get everybody that we've got signed right now, but it just kind of seems like next year should be shaping up to be another solid year. Yeah, yeah, solid. Uh, there's going to be a ton of expectations that come along with that. Um, it'd be nice to win 50 again. I mean, you can't say that's you know there's so many times this year that the games could have went the other way. We could have ended up with 46 easily. Yeah, right. You know, um, but uh, boy, that's something to build on. And that 50, we need to put that 50 somewhere. We need to put that 50 on a, let's put that on that intimidator sign out in left field. Yeah, absolutely. What, there's only like three teams, I think, with 50 wins right now, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Lot. That is a lot of wins. That is a lot of wins. That is a whole lot of wins. And if it was so easy, then everybody would be doing it. That's the thing about it, you know? Um, so hats off to those guys. Looking forward to a great year next year. Like I said, a lot of talent coming back. Should Should build off the excitement that was generated this year. And, you know, Southern Miss is a team outside of, what, three years there we didn't make the regionals. But, I mean, past couple of decades, we've been in the postseason every year, it seems, you know. So this is a built, a program that's been building over time. You know, the, the stands are bigger. There's more more interest. There's more places to sit, less places to stand, I guess. Uh, it just seems like we're definitely headed in the right direction. It'd be interesting to see if we do, like, make – which I don't know where you put any more stands. But I, I don't know where you'd put them. You in know, there. that's actually one of the things we talked about during that six-hour delay. That was yeah. just, you know, everybody was talking about everything under the sun, including just a crazy, crazy, crazy conversation that I had with a uh, fraternity brother that I ran into about about Jared from Subway. But whatever. What, we, I don't know. This if this if this uh, music doesn't ever kick in, we might have to get to that story in a little you while. Got, you still got <laughs> yeah, I know. No kidding. Um, hey, sp- speaking of which, on the podcast, which I'm going to put up later tonight, I'm going to have. Some of our ins and outs from the weekend. We didn't get, we didn't get Monday. It was just, it just the mood was just not there. But we we talked to a lot of people on Friday, and I'm gonna have an extended episode of the podcast up later tonight. We'll get interviews with uh, people such as Jarrett Hoffpower, nice of MLB fame, probably the best hitter in Southern Miss history. Dylan Bordeaux might have something to say about that now, but uh, Jarrett Hoffpower, you know, one of the best players we've ever had. Sat down and talked to him for a little bit, so. That's going to be up on the podcast later tonight. Just a side note for you guys. You can find that on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. All right, so baseball season. Oh, also today, Matt Walner named Freshman All-American by Collegiate Baseball. That's awesome. Awesome, but they also had like their Freshman Players of the Year. They had four players, and he wasn't one of them. Yeah, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but I don't read pop. Propaganda publications, anyway, unless the propaganda. That's kind of like who was the kicker we had a few years ago? Was it Corey Acosta? Maybe that that got uh, first team All American, but didn't win the Groza, <laughs> and the other guy won the Groza, but was like second team All or whatever. Uh, it was. Um, it wasn't Acosta; it was uh, Ratman. Okay, yeah, yeah Danny Ratman. Which yeah. that, that mean? I mean, you just okay. I mean, it's an honor either way, but what? Yeah, right, it's, huh? <laughs> other Southern Miss news this week. The Seattle Seahawks signed former Southern Miss quarterback, wait for it, Austin Davis. Loves the national anthem. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, he came in the same weekend as Colin Kaepernick. Um, and there's some chatter about Kaepernick, you know, not getting a fair shake because of what happened last year. But honestly, before all of the political stuff went down, he was on the bench. Mm-hmm. He was not playing. There's a reason that he was not playing. And, uh, you know, I just – I think it's a good situation for the Seahawks and for Austin. Joining joining uh, former Southern Miss quarterback Jeff Kelly is also a Seahawk mm, quarterback alum. Right. So, for a very short amount of time. But he was up there. Yeah, absolutely. So we have two quarterbacks in the Pacific Northwest. In the same division. I went all geographical on you. You did. 
You did. There's I just a, brought out Pacific Northwest. Pacific North. We don't hear that often. We've been talking a lot about Minnesota because of Matt Walner. Minnesota. Minnesota. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we've talked about this either um, in the past few weeks. This has been on my notes for the past few weeks. We just haven't had time to get to it. But basketball signed a home and home at some point with East Carolina. East Carolina is coming to Hattiesburg on December the 14th. Hopefully that's a, a, a rivalry that we can renew in, in a lot of sports because they were always a lot of fun to play, especially in football and, and baseball mm-hmm. as well. East Carolina is one of those places. I talked about it with Carr when he was on here, which, by the way, now everybody, Carr Shannon's on Twitter. Carr hey. Shannon, yeah, you got to follow Carr. He's got to be a good follow. He went out to he went out to eat with uh, Annie, Andy Canazaro the right. night before the regional. First tweet from, ever. First pretty, tweet ever. Pretty strong first tweet. Well, I tweeted at him like, why don't you guys do like you did back in college and take a road trip tonight? Yeah. And they didn't do it. I don't know why not. I know. You get the band back together. You guys hit the road. I don't know. Head off to Florida or something. Head off to Daytona. <laughs> you know, get out there. Have a good time. Yeah. Car, you could have went just straight legend. You could have. Instead, you just had a really good tweet. You had a really good tweet and probably a good burger at Ed's. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Car, that's a fast guy. Well, let's talk. We got, a, we got a few minutes to kill here. Let's talk about, you know, it was kind of the end of the year. The three, the three main sports at Southern Miss, football, basketball, baseball. Let's give them some grades. So, what would you? What grade would you give Southern Miss football for the uh, twenty? What is it? 2016-2017 season. Grade as far as meeting the expectations, or grade as far as just uh, just overall, just what I, it, I'll give you mine. I think I would say C plus because you you kind of thought that after that Kentucky win that they really could do some damage and. And I know we had some injuries, especially with Nick Mullins, that kind of derailed things. But, you know, at coming off playing in the conference championship last year, you kind of thought with the way that the, 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 the conference shaped up that we had a really good shot to, to do that again. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, and specifically with the with – I mean, thinking back on it now, just I, I get my brain back into football mode. Uh, but with the schedule that we had also. Yeah. You know, with Louisiana Tech coming here um, and then Marshall being terrible. Right. Uh, yeah, it was kind of set up for double-digit wins. Yeah. So, a minute ago, I was going to grade on the curve and go like B. But I think I'm leaning towards the Cs as well. I think a C, I mean, and, and the C-plus, because they did bounce back there in that Louisiana Tech game and, and get the and dominate Louisiana Tech and then winning the New Orleans Bowl. I'm all for keeping the winning streak going and the bowl streak going, and they did just that. You know, it is tough. You had a brand-new coaching staff come in, and, and I know everybody talked about how easy the transition was, but you never really know how that's going to play out. So I'd go with a C, a C plus for the year, and I think we definitely have a lot that we're building on for the future. And I think by the time year four gets here for Coach Hobson, we're going to be extremely dangerous. But for this first season, I'll, I'll say C plus. Yeah, Coach Hobbs got it going in the right direction. He's um, he's the right guy for the job. He just is, you know, for for for, for everything about what Southern Miss is, he's the guy. The, the the only mark against Coach Hop is that he didn't play college at Southern Miss. He went to you know, you know where, <laughs> and I can't really believe that even happened. Like knowing the guy, he, he's he's just not a school up north kind of fella. But um, I'm sure glad that we ended up with him. And he just fits, man. He fits all the way around. And all right, real quick, basketball and baseball. Basketball, I'm gonna go with a, a D. Basketball, we still play basketball. We still play basketball. I'm gonna go with a D, and I'm not going with an F because I'm going with an F. Okay, F. You know why? Carry J State. Well, I, I, it yeah. just, I mean, that's it. We don't ask much. We don't ask a lot. We we just, you know. The people that go, which are diminishing, by the way, uh, you know how it was, you know, towards the end of you, Stacy, and then with Tyndall, of course. But um, these guys w- would be so much more fun to watch if they just make more shots. Doc doesn't doesn't mind shooting. We, we throw it up from everywhere. I think we, <laughs> you know, I can't say I want you to shoot a lot, and then I'm like, hey, why don't you play like James Green again? <laughs> right. But um, all right. What about baseball? I'm gonna say A minus. Hmm. I'm going to say A-minus just because, I mean, it was an extraordinary mm-hmm. year, just kind of ended on a sour note. Yep. And, I'd have and, to agree. Unless you win the College World Series, it's going to end with a loss, but the way that yeah. ended just was kind of. How do you think Dylan Verdeau would, would grade it? I don't know. Do you should, think he'd go A-minus? I don't know. 
Maybe you should get him on the radio and I, ask him. We maybe we should. I'm not going to ask him that question, but maybe we should ask him about. <laughs> maybe we should get him on the show at some point. <laughs> well, real quick, let's break it down real quick. You guys can follow us on Twitter at To the Top Talk. Me at Jamie underscore Arrington and Jason at Bumper J Bailey on Facebook as well. To the Top Talk and Jamie Arrington Comedy and Hub City Comedy. My next show is going to be next Saturday, June the seventeenth. Hub City Comedy's seventh anniversary show at Brewski's in Hattiesburg. It starts at eight p.m. Tickets are five dollars. You'll get to see. 15 of the state's best comedians. It's going to be a great time. Always, That's always one of our best shows of the year. Usually pack the house. You have a couple of hundred people in there, and, and it's always a great time. Get to see some of the solid young talent. Also, September 6th at, I mean, psh, July the 6th is a Thursday. I'm, I'm still waking up from the late game the other night. We've got Sean Patton, July 6th at Thirsty Hippo. May have seen him on Comedy Central Conan and Esquire's Best Bars in America. Then, Last for Life. The second year we're doing this, August the 1st, at the Sanger Theater in Hattiesburg with Bill Ingvall. Tickets are on sale at lastforlife.com. Well, I think this is going to cut it. I think this is going to shut it down, Jason. So thanks to all you guys. Check out the podcast later on tonight. iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play. Thanks so much for listening. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. And now, enjoy some of our bonus coverage from the Hattiesburg Regional at Pete Taylor Park on Friday and a little bit of Sunday. Enjoy. It is now 12.44 p.m. on Friday, June the 2nd. This is Jamie Arrington checking in from the right field roost. I'm directly behind the boot, behind the wall. Behind right field, out here in the roost, a lot of gold in the house today. A lot of gold when I was on the way walking in. A lot of ugly tailgating outside the stadium. So we will, uh, we'll see how this weekend goes. But it looks like it's going to be a great day here at the Peak. Got a lot of, it's a little cloudy. Could catch some rain later on today. But for right now, sunny and hot. I don't know if these Illinois Chicago boys are ready for this heat and humidity, but I guess we will find out soon enough. All right, so just checking in. We'll have updates throughout the weekend let's pass it over to my good friend shane lott checking in from apex north carolina the day is finally here the road to omaha starts in hattiesburg i wish i was there but i'll be cheering on my golden eagles from raleigh north carolina go get them eagles southern miss to the top it's now 3:11 in the afternoon on friday eagles are down six to four in the sixth uh, their ace pitcher finally got pulled. We started lighting them up a little bit. So, Eagles uh, got got three runs in that last inning, and we are back in the game. So, Eagles are rocking and rolling right now. I've got uh, got a Golden Eagle great here. I think he's the best hitter of all time. Uh, worst smell coming from this guy out of anybody, but Jared Hoffpower out here in the roost today. What's up, man? What's going on, brother? How you been? Doing good, man. Y'all. You were on that team in 2003, correct? I was. I was a sophomore that year. So how special is this to see us get to host at the Pete again? Oh, man, it's great. It uh, brings back a lot of good memories, you know. I, I remember being out there and, and, and getting to play in front of this atmosphere, uh, atmosphere, and it's just something you can't, you know, something you can't repeat. It's uh, it's just it's a great deal, and it's it's, it's an honor to be here to, to, to get to do it again and to, and to watch it all happen. You have any eligibility left? <laughs> long gone, brother, long gone. Hey, with that, good to see you, man. I'm sure we'll see you out here the rest of this weekend. Sounds good. Thank you, man. It is now 3.44 p.m. out here in the roost. Eagles take the lead and still batting. There's a pitching change for UIC right now. Eagles are up 7-6 to six in the bottom of the six. I'm sitting here with my man. He's a, a, a Black Ops tailgate stalemate, John Carter Sanner, back in Hattiesburg. Hadn't seen him in a bit. How you doing, man? Man, Jamie, it is a pleasure to be here, my friend. It's a pleasure to have you back, man. Okay, so you've made two plays today. Tell us about the first one where you got that ball. Yeah, it was uh, Cole Donaldson fouled one off over the uh, the UCI, UIC dugout, and there was a, a lady there not, not paying attention. Shocker. And, uh, you know, reached out left-handed, snagged it, and uh, got a good standing ovation from the crowd. 
These are the things heroes are made of, man. I couldn't have done it. I would have been on my phone or something. Also, the second play you made, you pushed me down the hill here in the roost. Tell us about that one. <laughs> I think uh, I think I was, you know, I was going in for the handshake, and, and you kind of kind of caught you off guard a little bit. But uh, it's very slippery down here. Tough to uh, tough to get a good grip with all these rocks. So uh, I think that's much as much to blame as as, as it is as, as it is for me. I think the I think it's my I shouldn't have worn rainbows out here. I'm looking around. Everybody has some kind of sold shoe on so yeah it's my own fault I've, I've it's it's been borderline about to happen all day so uh if you're out here you, you had the pleasure of seeing me bust my tail out here in the roost what do you think about the game today a great turnout uh it could be a little bit a little bit cooler i think um but you know i think all week this game just had a lot of hype behind it and you know southern miss fans did nothing but come out and support and kind of back up all the hype and it's been uh it's been exciting so far and Eagles, I don't know what just happened. I looked up. Catcher was going for the ball. We just took it to the house. Eagles have an eight to six lead. So uh, I can breathe. I, I was about to have to get some oxygen a couple of innings ago, but I think I'm doing a lot better now. Uh, and it's probably good to see get to see a lot of your old uh, classmates, teammates out here too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've seen you know obviously Craig McCarty, Taylor Braley, J.C. Keys, Matthew Gidry, guys I played high school baseball with. Um, Got to see Jordan Hayes, who's red shirting this year for Southern, doing an injury. I played at Pearl River Community College with him. So, I mean, anytime you see those guys in a baseball atmosphere, you know, you just you just reminisce a little bit, and um, and it's good to see all the guys that I went to high school with playing at Southern, and, and uh, Tracy Havley I played with at Pearl River as well. So it's good to see them out there representing uh, representing the uh, schools that we played for well, and, and uh, you know, getting after it a little bit. Yeah, from one Warrior legend to another, man, it's good to see all the Oak Grovers out here. Well, dude. I, uh, if, if one comes this way, you got to catch it for me because Rick Maddox was my baseball coach growing up, and I have absolutely no skills. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I got I to gotta say something to my father, though, Kelly Sander, who is watching the game at home because he said, quote, it is too hot outside. Dad, put the ice cream down, get in your Taurus, and drive out here and be with all of us. Thank you. That is the Kelly Sander I know. Three forty-nine. Eagles have an eight to six lead. We're heading into the seventh inning. I'm here with. I know I, I throw the word around a lot, but really, truly, a legend out here in the right field roost. Todd Maddox. What's going on, man? Man, I'm feeling good about it right now, Jamie. We just scored. I don't know seven last two innings. Feeling good about the regroup right here. Here we go. I think you know you were clutch out here on the boots, man. You you've had three boots today. Two of them assisted by Rick Maddox and Jason Bailey. Tell us about the about the boots action today. <laughs> well, you know, I started out, they supposedly had a really good defense, but I knew the atmosphere would just rattle them a little bit. And then when I saw Jason Bailey coming over the top on that third one right there, I knew they were done. How many four-year-olds did you have to climb over to get there? I would say at least three four-year-olds, maybe a six-year-old involved. Wasn't sure, didn't look back, just had to do my job. How many How many half powers were there? Woo. 17, carry the one. I would say, you know, we'll leave it at 17 because it's friendly radio. <laughs> All right, Todd, thanks for coming on, man. We'll, we'll see you out here the rest of the weekend, brother. Thanks, Jamie. Game one is now over. Southern Miss wins eight to seven with a force out at second, second base. Base is loaded. Nick Stanley comes in, shuts it down. Gets the Golden Eagles a win. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey out here in the roost. What do you think? I mean, what a comeback. What a just show of resiliency for the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. We didn't get a hit for like three innings. Then finally got to that starter a little bit. Hey, Sandlin came in and, and does what Sandlin does, which is get the save. And not exactly slam the door shut, but ease the door shut. Either way, that door got shut, and the Golden Eagles come away victorious. Awesome. You got to tip your cap to this Illinois-Chicago team, and they were game from the first pitch of the game. Yeah. Uh, believe the hype. That lefty was all that he was cracked up to be. Uh, these guys, they put the ball in play uh, all game long. They fouled the ball. They're kind of like a lot like us, honestly. And um, I think at the end, the home field advantage and, and this heat down here might have just got us to victory. Absolutely. So the Golden Eagles moving on to the winner's bracket game tomorrow night to the top. Jason Bailey here with Two to Top Talk. It is 
523, the Golden Eagles were victorious um, over Illinois, Chicago. And we've walked from Pete Taylor Park down here to the end zone, where the end zone is actually shut down right now. They're doing some remodeling, going to reopen. But uh, the guys from Sidelines have opened up in the parking lot, and we're having a beer. And I ran into a super fan of the Golden Eagles. Uh, Jake McAllister is right here. And um, Jake, so just tell us your thoughts on the game today. Uh, Non-stress reliever. Terrible until about the seventh inning. And then I drank my sorrows away, and we came back and won. As any true Golden Eagle would do, but uh, as far as as far as closing the game down, like you know, Nick Sandlin always seems to get the job done. He kind of eases the door shut, you know, is like what I, what I like to say sometimes. But do you have any thoughts on just, as far as the tournament goes? Like Nick, from here on out, what do you expect from Nick Sandlin from here on out? I think he'll be okay, but I'm just glad we didn't waste a bunch of pitching today because it looked like that was going to happen. It's a very good point. Jason Bailey reporting live from the old end zone parking lot, now taken over by sidelines, and we'll, we will uh, report back later. Jason Bailey here in the parking lot again. It is uh, now 5.37. Ran into another big Golden Eagle fan and went to the game today. Uh, we're sitting here having a beer. His name is Renardo Braz. Renardo, just tell us your thoughts from the game today. Man, that, that was, I, I, would, I would say that's one of the toughest four seeds I've ever seen in my life. They were really good. They got to hitting the ball early. They, they, their pitcher did a good job. I think I want to say that it, they held us hitless to maybe the fourth inning. And then luckily in that first inning, we got the pitcher to throw about 30 pitches. And, and in the fourth inning, I think the fourth or fifth inning, they had to bring in, they had to go in that bullpen. And once we got in that bullpen, we were able to get some momentum, get a couple of hits. And, and when we were down 6-1, I think it's fourth, fifth inning, uh, the, the great hit of theirs came in, hit a, hit a grand slam. And, <laughs> and we were down 6-1, and, and it was looking bleak. But when we got in that bullpen, we were able to get some momentum, get everything going, and we strung a couple of hits together, and we, we came out with the W. Well, we were nervous for a second. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, are you coming back out to the games tomorrow? Man, we're missing for the world. Southern miss to the top, brother. That's what I'm talking about. Jason Bailey signing off here from the parking lot of the end zone. Check back in later. Jason Bailey checking in here from the uh, from the Pete. It is 8.08. Walking around the roost, of course. I run into John Smith because he's never missed a game in his life. And also, Ricky Riles, you guys might, might remember from last week's episode. So, we'll go with John first. John, what did you think of that first game? So, we were, uh, you know, we were never nervous. We had them right where we thought we needed them. Um, they, uh, they tried to get us down. They tried to push us, tried to rush us. Never happened. Uh, we had the rally bike out. We tried to get it out. Uh, sixth inning, made a little run. Uh, trucked it around by Big Rick Maddox's spot. Got a little gree going. Never rode it down the hill because we didn't need to. Uh, four runs in that inning, and we were right back in it. So um, hats off to Coach Barry and, and the fellas. They're fun to watch, man. They're, they're great to cheer for. Um, but the little pink, pink piece of metal, that's the rally bike. It just We don't use it until we need it, and we need it today. And uh, it came through for us. So uh, the team, the coaches, and the rally bike, uh, man, we're looking forward to a great weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the rally bike always seems to come out at the right time. Now, Ricky, what do you think about the uh, game so far here with uh, Mississippi State and South Alabama? Uh, it's the same exact score, 6-1. to one. Uh, Do you think State has it in them to come back? Or what do you think about tonight's game? Mississippi State here has been struggling for the last five, six weeks. They they have they have really taken a beating over the over the last course of the last month, losing two or three series uh, down down up in uh, up in uh, Hoover. You know, really really took a drumming with, uh, from LSU, Florida. Went up, went up the eighth inning and up by two runs going into the eighth and. You know, come out of that game losing, you know, nineteen to eight was was really was real was really a really dagger. Was really really a big big dagger for those guys, and I'm not real sure they can come back from that. But you know what? To be here, we're glad to have them here in a uh, Toughburg and uh, 
you know they they they're really they're really bringing bring, bringing the uh bringing the energy here against USA but but I'm not sure they're going to be able to pull this one out but you know we're going to wish them the best and uh you know and take it from there you know to the top see ya there you have it yeah and you know like Ricky was saying I tell you what despite everything that's going on on Twitter and Facebook and everything uh every state fan that I've ran into out here in the roost has been nothing but nothing but cordial and fantastic and we do look forward to uh, seeing them here for at least one more game. Okay, Jason Bailey here. It is 521 on Sunday, Southern Miss versus South Alabama. I've been trying to get interviews the entire day. Can't run across any single interview. I don't know why anybody nobody wants to talk to me, but uh, we are now in the ninth inning. Um and I have a Golden Eagle fan right here. It happens to be my dad. So, Dad, what do you think about the game so far today? Well, Brady kind of started out a little rough, but uh, he settled in, gave us six great innings, and uh, the big left-hander came in, and now we got Sandlin in throwing, throwing P-Rose. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. So, yeah, there's, um, there's three outs to go. Um, now, the loser of tonight's game plays the winner earlier today, which is Mississippi State. So as far as like what you watched on TV earlier, um, what do you know about Mississippi State? And as it looks right now, it looks like they'll be playing South Alabama. Any uh, predictions as far as that game goes? Tell you what, I think State's pitching a little thin, even though they got a great hitting team. I think South Alabama probably has a nod on that one. I would agree. State sucks. They have zero chance. More after this.